Bible study without your Bible. So now there's even more seats available. There are two more seats here. There are four seats here. There's a whole row right here of five seats that are available. So we're giving you the opportunity to come on up. No, that's okay. Make yourself at home. Praise God. You probably recognize the chairs were moved around a little bit. It looks a little different tonight. Uh, I'd like us to pray together. And uh, we want the Lord to, those of you that are coming in, there's a row up here that's completely empty. There's a row of five chairs right here that's open, and there's a couple, three chairs right up at the front. So, Could we just talk to the Lord and ask him to speak into our lives tonight to open understanding and impart where and how he chooses? Jesus, we thank you for your great grace. Lord, we love you. We trust in you. You are the source of all that is good and righteous. You are holy. You are just. And we magnify your name. We reach to you tonight, Father, dependent upon you. We can do nothing of ourselves. We look to you as our guide, as our author and finisher. Jesus, let your will be done, I pray. Let the work of your spirit be accomplished according to your desire and your design, Father. We avail ourselves unto you as your body, your people, hungering for your will in this hour. In the name of Jesus Christ, we worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We bless your name. We lift up and glorify you, the one true living God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for your word that cannot fail. Thank you for your truth that is forever settled. We worship your name, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Praise God. Praise God. It's good to have you tonight. And uh, we're going to do something a little bit different. Um, We are, you know, we've been doing a little bit of work around the building and on the property. Everybody noticed that? Probably saw the parking lot. Of course, the the new updated windows in the last couple of months. Uh, you see new air conditioning units in, heating and air conditioning units that will. And um, I'm thankful that we're able to do those things. And we need to make sure our focus doesn't become the building. We got to make sure our focus. We thank God we have a building. We think it serves a purpose and for the body, but it really is to come together to allow the Lord to pour in, put into us edification of the body, the equipping of the body, and then we are to be sent out. And it's so important. Uh, and I'm excited about all the things happening with the building, excited that way, and we all should be, but we need to make sure we don't let it become a focus. Does that make sense? I don't want us to get building-centric. Amen. Um, I, I want to share just a couple of scriptures with you, and we'll transition. Uh, in the book of Matthew...
chapter 1 and verse 18. 1 and 18. You know, in the Old Testament, we see this pattern of the law of the Lord. But the people could not approach unto God. And we know all of that. We're not going to walk through all that tonight. And so the scripture lets us know that the Lord brought salvation. We know that he did that through the Lord Jesus Christ. I want us to read here. Matthew 1 and 18 says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph before they come together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Verse 19, Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. And finally here, verse 20, Notice, but while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. See this happening? Sometimes we have trouble with these scriptures because we immediately go into Christmas mode. Don't do that. While he thought on these things, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take to thee Mary thy wife. Notice this last line. That which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. That which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. At this point, was the man Christ Jesus born yet? Not a trick question. (laughs) No. Right? This is the beginning. But there was conception. He was conceived. Conceived of what? Whom? The Holy Ghost. This was a work of the Spirit. This conception. He was conceived. Now we know a birth had to take place. Because the birth... Brought the manifestation. This makes sense? Okay. 22 years ago, my daughter was conceived. 21 years ago, 21 or so, she was brought forth. She was born. We knew something was there, but it wasn't manifested until she came out of the womb. There is conception that takes place by the word of God. It's a work of the spirit of God. Why can we share the word with some people and it's like, man, it went, but it just bounced off. I don't know why, but we can share it with somebody else. And it's like, what happens? Conception, the word of God, the seed, the word is called the seed, right? The seed, the word of God goes into the soil of the heart. Now, they may not have been born again yet. But something's conceived. Now there's seed there. Now there's seed there. And given time and given the work of the Spirit, we believe they will be born again. And there will be a manifestation that takes place when they're born. Yes. This breaking forth from the womb, when they're born again, there will be a crying out. We call it speaking with other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. 
All right. I want us to see the difference. It even happened with Christ. He was conceived before he was born. Why did this take place? Because God desired to manifest himself to the world. And so he couldn't manifest himself through a tabernacle. That was only a way a high priest could get there. And so he chose to come, as we know, and wrap himself in flesh and dwell among us. It was him manifesting himself to the world. But then he died, was buried, rose again, ascended, and spoke to the disciples and said, It's expedient for you that I go away, but I'll come again and I'll be in you. We know this to be the indwelling Spirit of God when we receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now, when we're born again of the Spirit, we become a part of the body of Christ. I know this is elementary. We become a part of the body of Christ, right? Now, when conception took place to when birth take place, it varies depending on individuals' response to the word in their heart. But when we're born again, when we come out of the womb spiritually... We become part of the body of Christ. The purpose of the body of Christ is the same as the purpose of the body of Christ when he walked the earth. It is to manifest the power of God to the earth. To manifest the power of God to the world. To make God known to people. So when we are born again... The design of God for us as the body of Christ is that we would, as his body, manifest him to the world. Paul told the church at Corinthians, I believe in 1 Corinthians 4 and 15, he said that I have begotten you by Jesus Christ or in Jesus Christ through the gospel. What was he saying? He said, hey, the gospel was the word of God shared. That was what caused the planting of a seed. The conception took place when the gospel was shared. He said, I've begotten you that way through the gospel. We read in Romans chapter 8 that creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. That is the purpose of us in the earth as the body of Christ is to manifest God to the world. Amen? We play a part in the conception process in people's lives. It's a work of the Spirit. Our part is to sow seed. One plants, one waters. God, a work of the Spirit, gives the increase. We're not going to build a big enough building. Even if we built one that covered this whole 1.38 acres, we're not going to build a big enough building to reach 250,000 people in the Tri-Valley area. But we have a responsibility as the Lord leads to reach everyone that God would lead us to. And so what do we have to do? We have to allow the Lord... To continue to change our mindset. And he's been working on this in us. He's been preparing us. He's been shaping us. 
to fulfill this purpose of manifesting him to these valleys. It's his plan. We have anger management class taking place. We have a home Bible study in the Charles home taking place. We have a Bible study in the Rodriguez home taking place. Uh, A week ago, we started a Bible study in Moxie that's taking place. There's a Bible study, as we've shared, that started a few weeks ago that's taking place in Mattawa. What is happening? These are opportunities for seed to be planted, conception, where they would receive the seed. And then as the Spirit of the Lord chooses, there would be birth, and God would be manifested to the world. Our goal is not to say, have a home Bible study, and then when there's 20, 30 people, bring them all to the building. We'll really fill this place up. It's not the goal at all. I believe the design and desire of God is that wherever, whether it's in a Starbucks or in our home or somewhere else, there is a a sowing of seed. And that seed is being sown by us, the body of Christ, who is manifesting him. Amen? And so... We could look and say, man, Brother Hart, I'd love to do that, but I, uh, uh, I, I can't teach home Bible study. Uh, you know, I'd, like I know, like, I don't know. And we would disqualify ourselves. I will tell you right now. You can teach a home Bible study. Or a Starbucks Bible study. We... We have a Bible study going on twice a week in Davis High School while school is going on. How old are you, Malia? Fifteen. You can teach a Bible study. How many times have you taught a Bible study before that? Never. You can teach a Bible study. They're sowing seed. That's what we're doing is sowing seed and manifesting God as his body. He's the head. He'll direct us, but manifesting him to the world. So tonight I've asked Brother Lewis and Sister Julie to come. They have exampled this for all the years that I've known them. This teaching of home Bible studies. They have a four-part Bible study that They, I don't know if they've worked with others themselves, but they have a four-part Bible study that we have available that's called The Seed. It's called The Seed. That is a, it's one they've used again and again and again, and it works. It's the simple, true Word of God. And so tonight, they're simply going to teach that first Bible study. I want you hearing, receiving but also recognizing you can do this where the Lord leads. We're not trying to create cookie-cutter stuff, you understand? It's going to be where the Lord leads. But we have to be open to the understanding that the Lord wants to use us to sow seed. Amen? Praise God.
to do this in a microphone. I've never done this in a microphone before. <laughs> so um, we're here to have this Bible study, and we're going to talk about the Bible, right? That's what we're here for. But I think a good place to start is right at the beginning, and we're going to talk about what the Bible is. Does anybody know what the Bible is? It's the Word of God. Okay. Well, the word Bible is just a simple Greek word that means book. And the Bible actually isn't just one book. It's a compilation of many books written by many different men from different places, um, different eras of time. Let me get my notes out here. <laughs> different backgrounds. However, the Bible only has one author. Okay. There are two main divisions of the Bible, the Old Testament and the New Testament. The Old Testament was originally written in Hebrew and consists of 39 books from Genesis to Malachi. Um, it's written over a period of over 3,600 years. And the first five books, we'll talk about those, are the books of law. That's, now I need my notes. <laughs> That's uh, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. The next 12 books are books of history. That's Joshua, Judges, Ruth, First and Second Samuel, First and Second Kings, First and Second Chronicles, Ezra, Nehemiah, and Esther. The next five books are poetry. That's Job, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and Song of Solomon. The next five books are the major prophets. That's Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel, and Daniel. The next 12 are minor prophets, which are Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah, and Malachi. Now, there's no difference between the major and minor prophets, except the major prophets have these very large books with a lot of chapters, and the minor prophets have little short books with just a few chapters. However, their significance is just as important one to the other. Neither one of them are more important than the other. So the New Testament is originally written in Greek. Sorry, can you all hear me? <laughs> originally written in Greek. It consists of 27 books. It, there was 400 years in between both Testaments, with the New Testament covering about 100 years. Um, the first four books are the Gospels, which are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Now, Gospel is another Greek word, and it just means good news. The good news is that Jesus Christ came to seek and to save that which was lost, that Jesus Christ lived, he died, he was buried, and he resurrected. And the next 14 books of the New Testament are the um, Pauline epistles, and that's um, Romans, 1st and 2nd Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, 1st and 2nd Thessalonians, 1st and 2nd Timothy, Titus, Philemon, and Hebrews. Oh, and I missed a spot here. We're going to go back. We're going to back up. After John, the next book is the book of Acts. <laughs> the book of Acts is the only book in the Bible that lays down salvation as a plan. It's the history of the church. And then the next 14 books are the Pauline epistles. And I read those already to you. And the epistle is just another Greek word also that means letter. And Pauline meaning that Paul, the Apostle Paul, wrote these letters to the churches. The next seven are the general epistles, and they are James, 1st and 2nd Peter, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, and Jude. Um, 
So Paul and the other apostles wrote these letters to the churches. These people that they're writing these letters to had already followed the plan of salvation. They had already gone through all of that in the book of Acts. And now he's writing them letters because some issues had arised in the churches and amongst the people. And he's writing letters how to handle those issues. Same issues we deal with today and we can look in those and get direction from those books as well. And the last book is the book of prophecy and that's Revelations. Okay. So that's just the basics. It's a book with a compilation of many books. Okay. But now there's another word that we want to talk about. We talked about Old and New Testament. And what a testament is. And have you heard that word before? Yeah. Um, how have you heard that word before, Azariel? Last will and tell- testament. Let's read Hebrews 9, verses uh, 16 and 17. And uh, Priscilla, would you read those? And I'll just hand you the mic and you can read it. Hebrews 9, 16 and 17, for where a testament is, there must also be necessity, or excuse me, there must also of necessity be the death of the testator, for a testament is of force after men are dead. Otherwise, it is of no strength at all while the testator liveth. Okay, just like Azario said, it's a last will and testament is what he's talking about when he talks about a testament, as Hebrews said. So, Just imagine for a moment that I go to a lawyer and I want to write my last will and testament. And in that last will and testament, I want to give my house to my daughter, Vanessa, sitting over there. And um, I can also put terms in that will, right? I can say, well, she can have the house, but she has to first complete a two-year degree of college. And she has to have her kids have a savings account or whatever I want to have put in as terms in that will. But I'm alive today. She can't come and say, well, you left that to me in my will. Can I come get it now today? She can't. It has no force. It has no power. She has to wait until I expire, right? Um, But she also has to follow those terms. She can't even come claim and say, well, I'm in that will. That house is left to me. I haven't got my college degree yet, like mom said, in her will, and I want to take the house. That isn't going to happen, right? So just like I can... Just like I can um, write will um, terms in my will, so is there terms in this book, this last will and testament, okay? Um, the Bible is God's last will and testament, and we are heirs to an inheritance. But let's talk about that a little bit. Let's go to um, Romans 8.17. Romans 8.17? Yeah, Romans 8.17. Okay. 
So Romans 8, 17, it says, And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and the joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. So we are heirs. Heirs to what? Let's go to James 2, 5. And Brittany, would you read that? James 2.5 says, Listen, my beloved brethren, has not God chosen those who are poor in the eyes of the world to be rich in faith and in their possession, um, position as believers and to inherit the kingdom which he has promised to those who love him? And then we're going to go to Romans 6.23. Lewis, would you read that? For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So we, our inheritance is the promises and the kingdom of God. That is our inheritance. And if this be the last will and testament of God, it would be important to know what's written in the terms of the last will and testament, Right? And that's what we're going to be doing over the next couple weeks is learning about those terms that are written in this book that we have to follow in order to inherit our inheritance, okay? Um, Do you have any questions at this point, anything that you need clarified or made clearer? All right. Well, that ends our Bible study. We can pray and thank God for his word and ask God to deal with us with his word. Praise God. How simple was that? The simple truth of the word of God. The word of God will stand on its own. And if if I'm not careful, I can take the simplicity of the word and Remember, we're often manifesting God to people who aren't sitting here on Sunday and Wednesday, but they have a genuine hunger, a genuine hunger. They're waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. The Lord is wanting to do this with us and through us. It's his desire and it's his time. And if you're old enough to 
have a conversation and find scriptures in the Bible and point someone else to them and share them with them, you can teach a Bible study. Amen? Any questions tonight for this great panel? The guests were a little timid, weren't they? (laughs) Praise God. We wanted to walk through this because we can build it up in our minds. We can build it up as, oh, man, I don't know. But we can do this. Sister, Sister Julie has been teaching this lesson for years, and you saw she still is referencing her notes, sharing the information, sharing the word of God. If the heart is hungry... The word of God will do the work. We just planned. But I didn't feel anything. Faith does not come by feeling. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. And so we must sow seed. We must sow seed. We must sow seed. Amen. I feel the beckoning call of the Lord to sow seed. Amen. Any questions, second time? If you would like copies of this Bible study, we can get those to you. There's four lessons. They take about 15 to 20 minutes each. If you have a participatory group that asks questions, it may take a little bit longer. This is a pretty learned group that was listening tonight. (laughs) Amen. But do you see the value of having a, a Bible and turning there? And involving others. Simple things. But we can all do them. Would we stand together tonight? In Jesus name. Brother Lewis why don't you pray before we go tonight. Could you do that? Let's pray Lord. Blessed be your name Lord. We worship you Father. We ask you Lord God. Father your word Lord. Let it go forth, Father, Lord Jesus. I pray that you would plant it in each and every one of us, Lord God. Each of us to be disciples for you, Lord God. In your kingdom, Lord God. Laboring in your word, Father. I pray in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We give you all the glory and all the praise, Lord God. We give you all the glory and all the praise, Lord. For you give the increase, Lord. Come on, lift your voices to him. We worship you, we worship you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We love you, Lord. We love you, Father. We love you, Lord God. To do your will, Jesus, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We worship you, Lord. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. You're all dismissed. Hey, I I would, something I would say really quick.
in watching and experiencing Brother Lewis and Sister Julie doing this, they may have some small finger foods and drinks there in their home. They're opening their home, making it inviting out. You don't have to fix a full-blown dinner or anything, but letting people get comfortable for a moment, then going in and doing it. Buy some, you can buy somebody a cup of coffee and do this. Sow seed, sow seed, sow seed. God bless you.